First is to speak from the heart, talk about what's important. I always start with whether I am at a networking event, talking to someone who I don't know if they're an introvert or an extrovert, or helping someone prepare for a speech or whatever. I start with, what are you passionate about? What are you excited about? Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of Jody Lasky on the show. Uh, good morning to you, Jody. Good morning, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, and just to let the audience know, you are a leadership coach who helps introverted entrepreneurs build thriving businesses through effective accountability and leadership strategies. And funnily enough, we'll be talk- exploring how to lead uh, in a successful way as an introvert. Uh, but before we get into that uh, conversation, Jody. I'd like to ask you, what do you love about what you do? I usually work one-on-one with people and I love seeing the transformation. I love seeing people realize that what they have seen as examples is not necessarily what they have to do. And you get to choose your own style and work with yourself and stop fighting and and that aha moment is always exciting and when did you realize what you're doing now is what you wanted to do and really resonates with you what was that moment i fell into coaching had never been a plan Uh, i had my own tech startup i live in the washington dc area and back when i was doing that there wasn't much of a startup community here if you weren't specifically focused on selling to the the us government so i found myself going up to new york city a lot because they always have a ton of great events and i just sort of started meeting people and seeing the same people over and over again at events And I would ask them what they were doing, and it would be the same thing they said the month before, the same thing they said the month before that. And we just sort of started talking about what it takes to actually see progress in your business. You know, all of the networking events that people love are great, especially for extroverts, but they don't help you see progress. They don't help you move your company forward. So I just sort of wound up falling into it under a different coaching name then. And then post-COVID, I have rebranded as the introvert founder. It's a little more authentic to me. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's how I fell into it. And we're talking about how to, to lead as an introvert mm-hmm. today and how to be successful. Um, I'd like you to just, I suppose, talk me through your own experience as uh, in, in terms of introverted leadership, you know, what's your background? Um, and why is this a, a passion for you and, and some of the sort of the history of that, I guess? Sure. Um, I have known that I was an introvert for a very long time. Um, and I've started multiple companies in different sectors uh, with different levels of success. And particularly when I moved over to the tech world from the government sector, which is where I spent most of my career, I tried to do things the way I see portrayed and the way I hear people talking about how they built their business and realized I can't do it that way. I am an introvert. Uh, That does not mean I'm shy. I can talk to anyone. Um, 
you know, especially one-on-one like this, really easy. But it, in groups, it drains my energy. So doing all those kinds of networking events is actually, it actually works against my being able to do the work to build my business most of the time. So I learned to become very selective at what events I went to, when, where, and why. That why being the biggest part. And as I started doing that for myself, and in addition to being an introvert, I have ADHD. So between those two things, my brain just works differently. So I've had to find my own path. And as I did so, realized there are a lot of people in a similar type of situation, and I can help them reduce that time to finding that path. And there might be some people listening right now who maybe clearly to themselves might think themselves as an introvert and they lead in an introverted way, but some may not be sure in terms of what that might be. So what are the, I suppose, characteristics? It might be different for everybody, but there'll be some sort of, I'm sure, common traits that an introverted leader is. So it'd be good for you just to share that. So people can then start to perhaps identify and recognize in themselves that perhaps they are an introvert. And I know we're putting labels on people and and people don't like labels, but I think sometimes labels can be helpful because then you can devise strategies to help you navigate those challenges, but also recognize there's superpowers in this as well. So I've just been very cliche with all my words there. But anyway, um, I will will, recognize them. I just realized that. Um, So, yeah, so what are the sort of common traits as as an introverted leader uh, they would face, other than challenges or just the way they lead? Um, I think the, the first thing to recognize is that introversion and extroversion are a continuum. And some people are very definitely introverts. Some people are very definitely extroverts, but a lot of people are somewhere in between. And to some extent, where you are on that spectrum may change based on your level of stress, how busy you are, other things going on in your life and so on. So ambivert became a a term a few years ago that I think a lot of people identify with, especially post-COVID. People who thought they were extroverts before COVID then went and sat at home for a couple of years and went back out into the world and realized, wow, this is a lot more exhausting than I realized. So continuum, you can change based on what's going on in your life and you can change as you age. (laughs) I hate that word, but as you grow up, um, whichever term, you know, negative or positive you want on that. Um, So introverts are much better in small groups. Um, We tend to be in our heads a lot and think through things without verbalizing them. Um, As a leader, it may look like You are making decisions in a vacuum. You are not talking to other people about it. You're not getting as much input as others would like and or they have no idea how you reached a decision and think you pulled something out of thin air. So one of the important things for an introverted leader to do is get better at sharing that thought process when it's appropriate. You don't have to run every decision by everyone, of course, But when you make a big decision, 
make sure the people you're working for understand the whys. Introverts need that why. So give it, give it to everyone else who works with you. Um, the other thing about being an introverted leader, and I think we do this more naturally, is make sure you understand whether the people reporting to you are introverts, ambiverts, or extroverts, where they are on that spectrum. Because the way we as introverts need to lead those those people depending is different depending on where they fall on the spectrum. So extroverts, you may need to make added effort to make sure you're engaging with them more often because they will think your lack of engagement is disinterest, whereas an introvert will say, hey, most of the time, as long as they're not struggling with the job, of course, hey, I got this, you got that, we'll talk when we need to, right? Um, extroverts need to know that you hear them. It, so it, it, as an introverted leader, you do, you've heard what they've said, but letting them know it is looks different. Um, I keep a list of things like, you know, family illnesses and whose child is, you know, in the, the state baseball championships and so on. And make sure I follow up to ask how they are. Introverts, not so good at all those small talk kinds of things. We're great at remembering the work stuff, but it's the outside of work stuff that makes a great leader and makes your, your people feel heard. But I do have to keep a list of it. I've had people say, isn't that inauthentic? I, I don't know. Maybe it is. but. As long as the question is genuine, people want to know that you've heard them and you're recognizing them and you know that they're actually full people. They don't care if you needed a sticky note on your monitor to remind you. Yeah, interestingly, that question came to my mind about being authentic and, and, and having those reminders, but also having that and a more for adaption where you're you're an introvert but you're dealing with an extrovert and so you're almost mimicking their style mm -hmm. to make them feel you know the tension or the um they've been heard which they're more like how do we keep that authenticity in in our approach and how we go about things and not lose who we are as as a person and and that's probably quite a big question but from your own experience um how have you managed that yourself when you've been leading uh, with your adaptions, but also trying to be maintain your authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is about balance, and that that question really speaks to me as an introvert. But also for anyone who is neurodiverse, who has to mask who they are out in public uh, to to be seen as as more socially acceptable. So the biggest thing is realize that that's part of our job as a leader is to be adaptable in that way and to take care of the people who work for us so they can put out the best product they can and that in turn helps us. The biggest thing is because those things drain our energy is building in the time to recharge. So I am a big believer in calendar management. The higher you go up, the harder it is. You have more people trying to put things on your calendar. So block time, 
there are tools that can add buffers around your calendar. So if if an hour long meeting is put on, it'll block time before and after so that you have that time to recharge. Um, I've talked about being very selective about things like networking events, and that includes the social time, the happy hours, so on. We may have to do those things as leaders, but then we have to be very aware of how we're going to recharge and what we're going to not do instead to give us the time on that day, in that week, whatever it is, so that we are bringing our best selves to work and not burning out. And how do we, I mean, I think there's a, a perception, and it's a wrong perception, that somebody who is introverted or an introverted leader uh, appears to be lacking confidence or they appear shy, they don't feel very, you know, all gun ho and therefore, you know, can I follow that person? How do we, I don't know that's your experience or what people said, how can we sort of, I suppose, sort of smash down that that belief, but also help introverted leaders to overcome perhaps that perception that people have around them? So this is a question that both applies to introverts, but also applies to anyone who is not hugely gregarious. The typical charisma of a leader, and introverts can be hugely charismatic. What we project out and what who we are internally, not necessarily the same. Um, there are some very dynamic speakers, and you're going to ask me who, and of course, my name's going to blank. But watch TED Talks. Plenty of those people are actually introverts. Um, so, so we can be charismatic. But the biggest thing is to be authentic. Have one-on-one conversations. Don't try to demonstrate that you are everyone's best friend. Don't be someone you're not because that's what's expected. Yes, I'm saying go and and sort of behave more ex, in a more extroverted manner um, with your extroverted team members. But but don't not be yourself. You know, um, find ways to engage that interest you. Find something uh, that you two have in common. Even if you talk 90 percent about work, that should be engaging enough for you if you are leading it that you're not looking like, hmm, I'm bored, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to. Yeah, and I, I think there's obviously sometimes a challenge with, you know, a leader of an organization or a CEO or the, the owner of a business um, when they're leading or, or trying to sort of create change or cast a vision. And, you know, <clears throat> our ways, is, as you talk about charisma, is almost perceived as that's how extroverts do it and how they gather people and how they inspire people. Um, if you're a, an introverted leader right now and, in, and you're in a position of like a CEO, a sort of top position, how might you help them to do that way in a the introverted way, inspire people and create that sort of casting of vision, which is often sort of given, almost assumed that that's what extroverts do? Just a short interruption to the episode to let you know that this podcast is brought to you in association with LodgeCorp, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at LodgeCorp and they can support you with every people issue you may face. So focus on what you do best and let LodgeCorp deliver your HR support as an extension of your business 
with a tailored, flexible monthly retain package that is right for you and your people. And they are offering an exclusive offer for the listeners of this podcast, where you will get the first month's free in an annual retain contract. To get this offer, quote, helping organizations thrive. Now back to the episode. First is to speak from the heart. Um, talk about what's important. I always start with whether I am at a networking event talking to someone who I don't know if they're an introvert or an extrovert or uh, helping someone prepare for a speech or whatever. I start with what are you passionate about? What are you excited about? Because if you can start from those places, that energy is going to come through. You don't have to be bouncing off the stage to be excited about something and for it to show through. Steve Jobs, absolutely an introvert. And people listened to everything he had to say. He did not bounce around stages. He was not this hugely energetic, dynamic kind of speaker. But when he spoke, you listened. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's it's getting back to that, you know, aligning things with our purpose, isn't it? When, when we're in your purpose, in the flow, and you're resonating with something that's so about you and so passionate, you say you don't, you don't have to shout, you don't have to bounce around because people can feel that energy and it doesn't have to be um, almost energy of, of shouting. It's just energy from you and who you are and then the authority that comes through when you're speaking to people. And I think that's really important to not get caught up because – I think I think there's a danger certainly with with any type of introvert, introvert, extroverted, mm-hmm. is to try and mimic other people so much that you're actually changing yourself so much, and you think, oh, to be a an, a leader in an organisation, I've got to be more extroverted, and and there's elements of that, I guess, elements of that, but not go so far that it goes away from who you are and what your purpose is, and then it starts to then miss it and starts to being a bit disingenuous and slightly unauthentic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at introverted leadership, and, and I think there's, I've, I've seen people say that they are, they're the best leaders uh, within an organization, which is obviously a, a sweeping statement and also a, a statement of why is one best than the other? Because I think they probably both bring a value. Um, but what are, from your understanding, your experience yourself, or what you've observed in introverted leadership, are that what you call the superpowers? What What's really good about having an introverted leader within your team because this is all about having diversity as well within our organizations, isn't it? Absolutely. The balance is vital to a thriving organization. Um, Introverts tend to think things through a little more, go a little slower and in general, be more thoughtful. Um, So even if we don't show it, There is a lot more process behind what we have said, what we have done. Um, We don't often change for the sake of change. If we course, course correct, that's different, but it's all based on information we've brought in. Um, When we engage with someone one-on-one, we are focused on that person. So as long as we're talking about things the other person cares about, they do feel heard. Um, Sometimes extroverts can come across as slick and salesy and not as much to them. 
And so their employees don't necessarily feel like they're really being heard because either the extrovert is talking over them or they're just feeling agreed with, not necessarily heard. Introverted leaders are really good at making sure their team members feel heard. Yeah, because they're very good at um, listening because they're not all about talking, not all about um, talking their thoughts, as you say. And I find that's really, you know, obviously powerful because it allows that facilitation of people to, to share and and feel feel valued. And, uh, and I think I think anything within leadership, if people feel valued, that's massive tick in the box of people following you and understanding you and want to go where you want to be because you feel valued. And I think uh, that's where I think where perhaps introverted leadership have that superpower because they're a little bit more stand back and listen and process things and, and allow that sort of, uh, sort of conversation. Um, what do you think? And again, might be uh, some people listening now who are introverted and what are the obstacles that get in the way of them becoming, getting into leadership, um, sort of progressing their career and um, sort of excelling and succeeding as a leader in an organization? In a group environment, often we don't push forward. We don't, we expect to be seen for our skills and rely on, you know, the, the, everything we've done to speak for itself instead of really pushing and asking for what we want. You have to push, you have to ask, you have to say, I want that. Leadership is for me. And, and tell your leaders and, and apply for, volunteer for, depending on the organization, leadership roles. Mentor people who work with you, who come into the company, who are more junior, whatever it is, and show what kind of leader you are. And then ask for it. Which is slightly counterintuitive to an introvert, isn't it? I'm sort of putting themselves forward and asking, and they almost want to be tapped on the shoulder and, and asked, and, and which is understandable. But because uh, for, for them, putting themselves forward is an, it's like an arrogance to it. It's not. It's just um, that's how it makes them feel, doesn't it? It feels they need to just be recognized, and that, that's how it is. When we start looking, terms of the sort of the sort of future sort of landscape of leadership within in organizations what do you think the whole introverted leadership sort of plays within the future uh, of organization and how should we embrace that within our organizations well as i said i think there has to be balance between introverts and extroverts in leadership um because we do both bring different sets of skills and recognizing ambiversion and, and those kinds of things. Um, I think it's going to be interesting over the next few years. Uh, and I say that because pre COVID the numbers were three to one extroverts to introverts in the U S and the UK 50 years ago, it was 50, 50 and Mass media has, I think, has caused more people to ignore their non-extroverted selves. Like I said, COVID made a lot more people realize maybe I'm not as as much of an extrovert as I thought. So I think we'll see see some dynamic shifts over the next few years with more people accepting that they're not 
extroverts. So, so the three, the three to one is that three, three extroverts to one introvert. Is that what you're yep. saying? Yep. And prior to that, it was fifty fifty in this. Fifty fifty in the say nineteen fifties. Yep. So what what has changed in that time, <clears throat> and what is changing going forward? Do you think you talked about COVID? What what what's changed in the fifties to pre COVID? I think it was mass media and pop culture and the universality of it and so much of it. And I'm a Gen Xer, so I always go to friends. No one wanted to be Ross. You did anything you could to be any more like anyone on the show than Ross. Ross was the introvert on the show. Mm. Introverts are not who anyone wants to be. So people ignored especially since, again, it's a continuum. It's not a binary. So people push themselves. And if asked introvert or extrovert, people would say extrovert. Why do you think there's a negative negative view of introverts? What is it? What, what is that? It's, it's not very helpful because we've just talked about some of the real values and, the, and what they bring to an organization. Um, and now almost got this perception that it's negative to introverts, isn't it? Um, part of it is a lack of understanding of what introversion is by most people. Um, most people still think it means shy and reserved and all of these traits that you, you can't be that way and be a leader versus understanding it's about how you, you get energy, how your energy levels are depleted, how you process information. Extroverts can be shy. Introverts can be very outgoing that's not the difference. So part of it, I do believe, was a misconception of what the words meant. Um, but it's also how people see themselves. Again, no one wants to be Roth. So I shouldn't say that with the number of technical people I've worked with who had would have not had any doubt who on that show they were, but they also embraced their introversion. Um, so I think coming out of COVID, people were more aware of their energy levels and that those numbers may go back to a more balanced number. Do I think it'll get back to 50-50? Probably not. Do I think more people are recognizing maybe we don't need, you know, activities to fill our schedules 24-7? Mm -hmm. um, Maybe kids don't have to go, you know, from school to this activity, to that activity, to, you know, homework and bed. And we're no one's home until eight o'clock at night. And then it's, you know, I think I'm hoping people have realized that listening to their bodies and giving themselves the rest they need and not being on the run all the time does not, is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of having a body that functions differently and that's okay. Mm. I think that it's that self-awareness <clears throat> and not apologizing, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for who you are. I mean, my, my wife, she's a, an introvert and we had a funny moment many years ago. She, we, were, we were at a wedding and a party and, and, um, she just disappeared. I don't know where she was, and she was upstairs having reading a book for a bit because um, she needed to just um, 
gather ourselves and re-energize ourselves because she was exhausted by the conversation. She loves talking to people and she's engaged, but it kept to a point where she was had enough. And it's recognizing that we're all different. And she wasn't being rude, wasn't she? Just like, I just need to, and then she would come back and conversation. And I think it's actually just accepting who you are, it's how you are, it's how you've been sort of created. Um, understand that. Yes, you might need to have, as we've talked about, some strategies to perhaps flex and agile at times when you you might be in, a, in an hour networking and not really where you want to be, but it's part of who you are, part of your business or creating business. And you might have to be a bit more agile uh, and flex a little bit, which can be outside your comfort zone, be a bit exhausting, but making sure, as you said, put calendar moments in where you have some time to, to recharge. So I think there's a, you know, there might be a, a negative on the extrovert, uh, unfortunately, but it's whoever you are, extrovert, introvert, or along the continuum, just understand who you are and what works for you and how you energize yourself. Well, and um, you just said something vital that I don't want anyone to overlook. And that is that you, an extrovert, had an introverted partner. And when your introverted partner needed downtime, you let her have it. You didn't make her feel bad for it. And you didn't feel like she had to, you had to stop and go with her. Um, there are a lot of partners who either would have followed her or would have, well, if you're going to go back to the room now, I'll go back to the room now and then be annoyed because you still wanted to be at the party. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that you each had different needs and you're both adult enough to take care of your respective needs is huge and that's true in romantic partnerships and that's true in business partnerships mm, absolutely um i mean i i'm, I'm probably more of a bizarrely I'm more of an ambivert anyway i think um i'm not gregariously outgoing but I'm, i get energized by people so that's my extra version yep. i go i was at networking this morning and i just love talking to people meeting people and yeah and it's interesting i was at a party at the weekend and my daughters were there um adult daughters and they were just sort of, Dad, you're just talking to people. I said, yeah, I quite, quite enjoy it, actually. And they were quite surprised, I think. Um, but I got energy. But at times, I went off and just got some fresh air and just needed to just recharge a little bit. Um, but I'm aware of that, and that's fine. I don't see it as a – I'd have to keep slogging through. So, yes, and that's I think it's just that recognizing ourselves, but recognize other people, whether it's in your organization, your team, are all different. And, and in some ways, our differences make us – make us great and having diversity of thinking ways of doing things is really important um it's been great talking to you jody um if people want to get in touch with you connect with you what's the best way of doing that uh either introvertfounder.com or here on linkedin uh at jody lasky well thank you for your time thank you for your insights and uh, much appreciated it's great talking to you thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode If you like this episode, then please rate, review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, I coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions, and it will help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.